Lord, this morning as we are standing in this place, we want to declare the name of Jesus. Amen. Lord, you are above all. Lord, there's no name like yours, and there's no one we'd rather come to celebrate today. We celebrate the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for your presence among your people. And Lord, we look to you and we pray that today Jesus would be lifted up. We want to hear from you, Lord. We want you to uh, exalt Jesus in our lives and give us, again, the, uh, the fresh power and the capacity to live for you. Lord, we pray for Pastor David this morning with the issues he's going through with his flights. Lord, we just hand these over to you. Uh, Lord, that, that you would direct uh, his steps uh, and, uh, and that you would bless his home in Cambodia this week. Lord, just speak to us now, we pray, by your Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you. Thank you, Anton, uh, and the rest of the music team. Uh, can I just say a big thanks also to the hospitality team of this church, who have uh, gone above and beyond whenever we've had our regional meetings. Uh, once, a, once a quarter, we meet as, as pastors and leaders in the Canberra region, and, um, and the hospitality church from this church... The hospitality team, rather, from this church, keeps us well fed and watered. And so by the time we're ready to uh, have our meeting, uh, we're, we're refreshed. And uh, so thank you to those who are involved, those who go every time. Um, and uh, Pastor Sue for her uh, leadership in the, in the region uh, and for, for putting up with the likes of Sid and me. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'll, we'll, I'll, I'll deal with that later. <laughs> I, want to, I want to focus this morning, I want to continue uh, the work that uh, Pastor David uh, started recently on uh, how God speaks to his people. How God, who believes that God speaks to his people? Who wants to hear God speaking to them? How many of you believe that God, that, that God still speaks? You know, with, with all the different expressions of religion around the world, people wonder, there are so many gods and so many religions, is it possible to have a relationship? But God is still speaking. And uh, I, I want to come to, do we have the text? I, I, it's above me, I haven't got it written here, so I'm going to... Oh, there it is, it's in front of me. Okay, Psalm 29. I was reading it again this week in the context of this great... Uh, 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 lesson that we have to learn about how we hear the voice of God. This, this is what he said. He says, uh, Honor the Lord, you heavenly beings. Honor the Lord for his glory and strength. Honor the Lord for the glory of his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. That's a good way to start. That's why we've had time worship this morning. The voice of the Lord echoes above the sea. The glory of God thunders. The Lord thunders over the mighty sea. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. The voice of the Lord splits the mighty cedars. The Lord shatters the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon's mountains skip like a calf. He makes Mount Hermon leap like a, a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord strikes with bolts of lightning. The voice of the Lord makes the barren wilderness quake. The voice of uh, the Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord twists mighty oaks and strips the forest bare. In his temple, everyone shouts glory. Shout glory. Glory. Okay, we're, we're on the same page. Uh, uh, the Lord rules over the floodwaters. The Lord reigns as king forever. The Lord gives his people strength. The Lord blesses them with peace. How many of you believe that God is still speaking today? Uh, how many of you believe that God has never stopped speaking? 
There, there, there are some who debate that, but God is, God is still speaking. As that passage reminded us, God is still speaking, the voice of God. And, and we need to learn how to hear the voice of God intentionally. We need to be asking every day as we continue this pilgrimage, what is God saying to me today? And what is God saying to my church today? Not tomorrow because we don't have it yet. Not yesterday because it's too late. But what is God saying to us today? Jesus said, and we've, we've, uh, I'm sure you've heard it many times, my sheep hear my voice. If you're a Christian, you need to be hearing the voice of God. If you're a believer, God is speaking to you. Now, I'm not going to ask when was the last time that you sensed that God was talking to you. David said, he said, I will... Uh, uh, he writes for God, he says, I will instruct you and I will teach you the way that you should go. In Hebrews, I attended a seminar in Sydney this week with a, a theologian from Regent College in, in, California, in Vancouver. And, and, and as, as we're reading this passage in Hebrews 3 and 4, he says, today, if you'll hear his voice, today we need to hear the voice of God. And the challenge facing every Christian today the challenge facing you and me is that if God is still speaking and if God wants to have a relationship with his children, why is it that so many super skilled uh, people in churches all around the country who have no difficulties using social media to have multi, uh, meaningful relationships with friends around the world in the best connected generation in human history still find it difficult to hear the voice of God? We can talk to friends around the world, but, but, but still uh, complain that we find it difficult to hear the voice of God. Uh, but today, God wants to remind us that he's speaking, and he'll give you an, a very clear understanding of his purpose and his plan for your life. He'll give you direction. He'll give you answers. He'll give you the wisdom that you'll need. He'll speak to you when you feel alone. So when I, I was rereading this passage this week, uh, it, it hit me because um, you know it, there's a sense here it, and it, it, it's repetitive, but it says, all of creation can hear the voice of God. All of creation. Hebrews 11 says that, that we understand, by faith, we, we, we believe that the worlds were created by the word of God. His voice brought everything into being. Out of nothing, he created everything that we see. Out of nothing, he created order. Uh, and, and out of nothing, just by speaking his word, he brought design out of chaos. His voice, the voice of God. He's the most powerful, most authoritative uh, uh, power in the entire universe. And as creator, when Jesus came, because he, he was the creator, he, he, he spoke and he had that same authority to speak the creative word of God. He speaks to a storm and says, be still. And when he speaks, he speaks the word of God. He speaks with the authority of the voice of God. And as I read this passage... I was reminded because uh, one of, on one of my many postings overseas with the government, uh, I lived in Lebanon in the Middle East for three and a half years. And people think of Beirut and Lebanon as a place of difficulty and, and camels and, and, and desert. And, uh, but we lived on the coast in Beirut and, and, and we used to get some amazing storms that, that this passage is talking about. I'd, I'd stand out on our balcony and... And, and watch the dark clouds over the sea coming toward the eastern end of the Mediterranean. And we'd hear the thunder. We'd see the lightning in the clouds. And we'd see the mountains and they'd be, they'd be engulfed by the clouds. And we'd hear the, the echoing of the thunder down, down the streets of the city, echoing between the buildings. 
uh, while a new dump of snow was laid on the mountains and we'd say to the kids, time to get the skis out and go skiing. Our kids learned to ski living in the Middle East. Um, but there was a sense in which when the storm broke over the mountains, because the mountains there are 3,000 metres above sea level, you know, they, they come straight, straight up from the, from the ocean um, and then, then go down the other side over the Bekar Valley. I'm sure you've heard of the Bekar Valley, a place of great uh, a turmoil over recent years, political turmoil. And across the Syrian border and dump, dump more snow. I remember being caught one day trying to get back from Damascus to Beirut. They said, you can't travel. The, the, the entire highway has been cut by snow. And I said, this is the Middle East. <laughs> We're caught, caught by snow and then, then over beautiful Mount Hermon, uh, which is on the border with Israel, and on the other side, the, water, the snow melts and forms the headwaters of the Jordan River. There's a bit of context there. And what, what David is saying here, he says, the voice of God speaks to creation. The voice of God is powerful. The voice of God is eternal. The voice of God is the greatest voice in, in, in the entire universe, and all his works hear him. And all creation can, can hear the word of God. But the irony here is that if the whole of creation can hear the voice of God, why is it that only men and women choose not to listen to him? How can it be that if God is so great and powerful and his voice is commanding creation, we, his masterpiece of creation, choose and we find, we say, we find it difficult to listen to him? Why is this? Why is this? And why do you and I sometimes find it hard to hear the voice of God? And I want you to ask the Holy Spirit if any of these apply in your life. In the first place, I think that there are some Christians, maybe us from time to time, we, we, we're unaware of the fact that God wants to have a relationship with us. This creator God wants to speak to you. He desires, he longs to speak to you every day as, as a Christian. You know, uh, I, I've encountered many different religions as I've lived around the world. And, and, and for most religions, God is up there somewhere. He's out in the, in the, in the universe, out beyond Elon Musk's satellites that I heard about this morning on the ABC. You know, cluttering up. Uh, apparently, those satellites are, are affecting communications. And yet, yet right, right out there... Um, uh, that's, that's where some people think, well, you know, I can't have a relationship with God because God's bigger than all of this. How can God get through that communication problem and speak to the human race in the day in which we live? Now, that's not a new issue. If you read the Old Testament, you see the children of Israel uh, after they left the, the uh, land of slavery in Egypt and they came into the desert. As a nation, they came to Mount Sinai and there... God was waiting to meet with them. There, God was wanting to have a relationship with them. There, God was wanting them to hear his voice every day, individually and as a nation. And they heard the trumpets and they saw the mountains shake and they saw the clouds come down and they saw the fire and they said to Moses, Moses, you go and consult with God on our behalf. Uh, you know, we want you to hear what God is saying and you can pass it on to us. But, but we, we, we just want to keep our distance. And that's the problem that in religions all around the world, people are looking to their priests and their gurus and their pastors uh, to talk to God and bring back God's message to them. Uh, and, but, but we're Christians. Who's a Christian? <laughs> we're Christians. 
And God wants to have a one-on-one -on -one relationship with each and every one of us because he loves us. We're the sheep of his pasture. We're the we're sons and daughters of God. And he says, I don't want, to, I don't want you to think that oh, I'm out there somewhere. Maybe, maybe you'll hear from me. I want to have an ongoing relationship with you. And if you're not aware of that, then we need to uh, uh, seek out and say, God, I, you, you want to have an interactive relationship with me. Make that part of my daily Christian walk. And then sometimes we have a problem of selective hearing. Selective hearing. Uh, I don't know if you ever put up barriers. I was reading this week. I, I went back and I, 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 I read the one-year Bible and I'll get, I'll get to that later on. Um, but I was reading a passage back in the Garden of Eden and here's, here's Adam uh, with this amazing experience of the presence of God. No barriers, no limits. When God spoke, he and Adam were talking like friends. They had a, a perfect relationship until sin came in. And when sin came in, he didn't want to hear the voice of God any longer. And he hid from the voice of God. And he hid from the presence of God. And hundreds of times in the Old Testament, we hear this message. He says, you know, the word of the Lord came to so-and-so, a prophet. This, this is what God is saying. Hear the voice of the Lord. And the people were hiding from the presence of God because they weren't sure uh, how to have a relationship with him because of their, the problem of their, their selective hearing. They put up barriers. Hebrews chapter 11 says that God... In, in ages past, and in many different means, and through the prophets, spoke to us. But now he has spoken to us through his son. And when his son came, what did we do? We closed our ears. Same old problem. We put up the barriers. I want to ask you today whether or not there are things that are going on in your life that are creating a barrier between you and your relationship with God between you and your relationship with the Holy Spirit. God wants you today to come to him and say, tear down those barriers and go back to a one-on-one -on -one relationship. And then there are problems of the other voices that we hear. You know, I go walking every morning and it takes me a while if I, if I move my radio in my pocket. Everyone can hear me coming because I'm listening to the morning radio programs. Um, it's, it's not as heavy as carrying my iPhone. And, 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 and I'm conscious that all around me there are voices. No, I'm not, I'm not hearing voices. <laughs> but, but, but I tune in. Um, and, but there, there are lots of other voices that, 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 that seek our attention, that vie for our attention. Um, and, and so as a result of that, you, know, you can end up very confused. You can walk out of here. You can go to the shopping center. You can go back to your, to your factory or your office or your school tomorrow if you're back at school. And you can hear lots of opinions. Lots of narratives, lots of dialogue. Everybody wants to, to inform the way that you think. And, and what that sometimes happens is that we can pay so much attention to the voices that are all around us that we forget that God is also talking. God is also wanting to speak to us. I wonder if it's hard for God to penetrate the barriers in your life. And so the Holy Spirit wants you today to come to, to him and say, Lord, I want to hear you. I want you to speak to me in a fresh way. And if there are barriers in my life, tear them down. Tear them down so that I can hear you every day because he does speak today. God can speak to you today. You don't have to turn your mind into silent. I hope you got your phones on silent. You don't have to turn your life into silent, but be open to hear when the Lord calls you. And then, then maybe we, you, you, you might just be out of practice. You might be out of practice. I, I, talk to, 
I talked to couples who've been married for many years, and they've got out of, out of practice of telling them one another that they love one another. They've got out of practice of communication. They, you know, they, they just get caught up in the daily grind, the daily obligations, the daily rituals that we, we get out of practice. But it's easy to allow habits to come between us and, and it's the simplicity of our relationship with God. It's easy to allow hardness to come into our hearts. It's easy to, for, for tradition and the things that we do every day to be, to be more important than a revitalized relationship with the Lord. Because if he's talking today, he's talking something new to you. Not yesterday, not last week, but today. Maybe, we're, maybe you're out of habit. David, David said in Psalm 85, I, I want to hear what the Lord is saying to me. Jesus said in one of his parables, be careful how you listen. Make sure that you're listening. And, but we may have forgotten. We may have forgotten. We may have forgotten how to hear him. I, my, my mind was, uh, I was reminded of, of when, when, when Jesus was here physically, walking among the people in the days before his, his crucifixion. Uh, and he was out with the crowd and God spoke. How many of you have read that passage? The voice of the Lord spoke. And the people said, oh, sounds like thunder. <laughs> was that thunder? The problem was that, uh, that they, they called themselves the people of God, but they were out of practice. They'd lost the habit of talking to him. They'd lost the habit of listening to him. They'd lost the capacity to hear anything that God was saying to them. And you and I can very easily fall into that trap. We can be so caught up in our other habits, that we lose the habit uh, and we get out of practice of, of listening to him. And then maybe, maybe you've been, you, you sang the songs before, but, but there are other things that come up and, and, and we may have been deafened uh, by hangovers, hangovers from um, our past experiences and issues or problems that we're facing even today. I was thinking, I, was, I came across a, a photograph last week of my grandfather um, he, was, um, he was partially deafened by shells in, uh, on, 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 the, on the Western Front in the First World War, and so he always wore a hearing aid. And so we'd gather around him as kids, and we'd make noise, and we'd argue, and we'd squabble, and we'd chatter, and, and, and it'd come to a point that he'd reach down and he'd turn off his hearing aid. <laughs> and he'd smile, and we didn't realise he couldn't hear a thing we were saying uh, because he had his hearing aid turned off. Uh, but, but, but some of us... Some of us get hurt by experiences. We get, we get hurt by, by that exploding shell in our own lives and experiences. Uh, and, and, and so when things get rough or things get difficult or things get, uh, uh, we, we, there's a clamor around us, we simply switch off. We turn off because of those past experiences. And what we end up doing is moving away from our, our relationship, moving away from our dependence upon God and our willingness to hear him uh, and unfortunately, sometimes that can lead to a loss of contact and loss of con a loss of guidance. You know, I, I've been I've been involved in the Christian life in church all my life, ever since my parents brought me home as a baby. And 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 probably probably the number one thing that I've heard Christians talking about throughout all my X years uh, is people saying, well, that, that's all very well, but, but I, how do I hear the voice of God? How do I establish God's plan for my life? How do I work out what God wants, wants me to do? You know, and so we need to, to, to be listening to him so that we can hear, so that you can hear the still small voice of God leading you, guiding you, teaching you, correcting you, showing you the way to go, giving you the answers that you need, dropping wisdom in your heart. 
giving you ideas for how to live. And, and we, we need to be aware of that because in, in the midst of all of that that's going on, God is still there. He's still there. He's still with you. Whether you're sitting on the tram and somebody, there's stuff going on, you're looking around and you feel alone, he's still there. He can talk to you. He can talk to you at a busy airport in Sydney today. You know, am I going to get on the plane and you know, lining up in queues? And, and life goes on. But in the midst of life going on, God still wants to speak to you there. Do you believe that? He wants to speak to you there. And then, and then sometimes I fear that we, because of the things that we get involved in and our busyness, we, we get out of range. We can't hear because we get out of range. My wife likes to drag me up through the Brindabellas. You know, I, I do flats. I'll go walking every morning. I love the flats. She loves the mountains and she, she puts the heaviest backpack on. She climbs the mountain and I'm struggling and gasping and, and panting and you know, climbing. Uh, and I think, oh, oh, you know, send me a helicopter. And, and, and I reach for my phone and there's no reception. I can't, I can't call for the emergency helicopter to rescue me from, from her mountain climbing because there's no reception. We, you know, we, we, we're out of range. What, what if we die? What if, what if one of us has a heart attack? We're going to die here because we're out of range. That, it, that doesn't cut it. <laughs> but when you get down in the valley and when you stop praying and when there, are, there seem to be mountains surrounding you, and you, you get buried in feelings and, 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 and sometimes a feeling of oppression and opinions of others. Without even realizing it, you can move away from dependence on God. You can slowly, subtly move away from uh, uh, the, the sense uh, that, that you can hear him. And somehow we lose contact, like me and my mobile phone and my helicopter. Um, we need to keep in range. We need to keep the receiver on and, and be listening to him. Keep the channel open. I wonder, I wonder whether, when was the last time you checked to see whether or not your receiver was on? When was the last time you said, God, speak to me? Holy Spirit, speak to me. I want to hear your voice. If you're speaking today, then speak to me now about whatever I'm going through. He says, well, yeah, I'm still here. And, and I want to keep that relationship strong. So what are the remedies? What's our action plan? How do we remove these blockages? Well, if you've been a Christian for a long time, none of this will be new. But I bet that some of it will be stuff that you know but don't necessarily practice any longer. Oh, for this simplicity. Let's get back to simplicity. There's a passage in Corinthians where Paul says, don't lose sight of the simplicity that's in Christ. The first thing we need to do is to have a genuine desire, an authentic desire to seek him and to listen to him. Paul reminds us in Acts chapter 17 that he's not far from any one of us. When you breathe, you do so because he gives you the capacity. When you wake up in the morning, you can either say, good morning, Lord, or good Lord, morning. But, but when you wake up, you do so because he gives you the capacity to continue going. And he says in Isaiah, he says, if you seek me, you will find me. You will find me. So I want you to make a habit of seeking God every day. Having a time when you, when you get away from people and get away from, from uh, watching Utopia or whatever it is you watch, get, get away from the screen, get away from the iPhone and just say, God, I want you to make yourself known to me afresh. Make yourself known to me afresh because you want to do that. You want to. And so make prayer 
I talk to Christians who don't pray. Seriously, I talk to Christians who confess that they only ever pray when they have a need. Uh, and then, then we wonder why there's a sense of cosmic loneliness. And I'm serious about that. That, that, that sense of being alone, that sense of, of, of going through the emotions because the relationship just doesn't seem to be there anymore. I read recently with uh, Time Mag- sorry, not Time, uh, Telstra. Telstra says that uh, according to, I don't know whether they're going to everybody's bedroom, but they said that 90% of Australians, the first thing they do when they wake up in the morning is reach for their iPhone or their Samsung, whatever it is you, whatever religion you follow. <laughs> you know, I wake up, I open my eyes and you know, reach. Has somebody been trying to get in touch with me? It must be really urgent because I'm so important. I think the challenge for us today is instead of reaching for Facebook and instead of reaching for, for our messages on thread, the moment we open our eyes in the morning, then let one of the, the, the first thing that we do uh, be uh, to uh, allow God to speak to us. Talk to him. Talk to him. And don't let social media, and don't let even your, all your closest relationships get in the way of God uh, and crowd out God in your life for the 166 hours that you're not at church. You believe that? If you seek him, you will find him. If you want to hear him, he will speak to you. You will hear the voice of God. You can hear the voice of God. Yes, oh, that, that's very difficult. How many of you are Christians? I can't see you very well in the light here, but I'm, I can see shadows of hands. Do you know why you're a Christian? You're a Christian because God brought you to faith in Christ. How did that happen? Because you heard from him. You felt something. You heard something. You sensed something. Don't tell me you can't hear from God. You're a Christian because you heard from God. You're a Christian because you heard the Holy Spirit speaking to you. So secondly, talk to the Holy Spirit. Listen to him. Learn to listen to him. Learn to be open. Talk to him. Listen to him. You know, we used to, uh, it's great to see the kids here this morning. When I was a kid, my parents always reminded me that we have two, two ears and one mouth. And you know, instead of doing all the talking, we need to be doing twice as much listening. But as Christians, we, we tend to forget that. But every, every Christian, all of us, should have a, a real relationship with the Holy Spirit. And one that we know it's real, it, it, it's not just something I make up. It's not just something that, you know, that I'm, that this auto-suggestion that goes on in my head. It's the spirit of the living God, the creator God, the voice of God that can come through and do those amazing things that we read about in Psalms, in Psalm 29, that can speak to you. That's why the Holy Spirit came. Jesus said, he'll come, he'll guide you, he'll lead you, he'll teach you, he'll speak to you. He, is, he's, he said, he'll be with you, he'll be in you. He'll be alongside. And so as Christians, we know today that we're children of God because we've, we learned how to uh, heed the voice of the Spirit. And he came in and he said, he said you can cry, Abba, Father. You can talk to your, your Heavenly Father. So we know the channel's there. We know that it works. We know that it exists. It's time to get back to that simplicity. What else? Well, we need to respond to the promptings of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We need to learn how to practice responding positively to the leading of the Spirit. When was the last time that you sensed that God was telling you to do something? I'm not asking for an answer. When was the last time that you heard the voice of the Spirit of God speaking to you, telling you something? 
Because just as we said that to our kids, well, God is also a father. And he says, I want you to have two ears open. You can talk to me by all means, but, but have two ears open so that, so that you can uh, hear my voice. He knows that you're human. He knows that we, we are limited. He knows that we get frustrated. He knows that we, we only look with our eyes and see what's going on. We, he knows uh, how, we, how we respond. Um, but we should never make our humanity an excuse because you and I are also the temple of the Holy Spirit. He lives in us. He lives in you. He's not a million miles away. He's not on the other side of those satellites. He lives in you. And because of that, he can and he will speak to you. Then learn to obey him. Because every time you say no, there's a hardness that occurs. There's a, there's a deadness that occurs in your heart and in your responsiveness. Learn to respond the first time every time. And if you do that, then it'll be easier. You'll find it much easier to hear the Holy Spirit speaking to you. If you, if you ignore him, then it's just like stuffing in the earwax. Don't know if you stuff it in. I'm not sure about that, but it is. It's like it makes it harder the next time. God says, "No, no, keep it, keep it simple, keep it relational, because I live in you and I walk with you and among you." And and that's not just what we do here at church on Sunday. It's in your work life, in your school life, in your personal relationships, in your home life. In the arguments that you have with your siblings or your parents or your kids or your neighbours, he's with you uh, and, and because that's where we spend all of our time. Do you believe that? He's with you as he speaks to you through your Christian leaders. I thank God for people who have walked with the Lord longer than me who have influenced me over the years. We should never, never, never say, well, uh, you know, he's the pastor, she's the pastor, they should know better. You know, be guided be led, be, be influenced, be counselled by people who've been walking the walk a long time. They can help you and they can speak God's word into your life. Don't neglect them and pray for them. I, one, of the, one of the greatest books I ever read is just a little book. You, you may have come across it by a guy called Brother Lawrence. And he wrote this book called Practicing the Presence of God. And I don't need to tell you everything that was in there because the name says it all. You know, working in a kitchen, um, scrubbing people's shoes. Uh, he says, wherever I, wherever I was, he lived in half a millennium ago, long, long time ago. He wasn't even Pentecostal. But he said, but, but, but when I'm scrubbing the pans, I know that I can talk to God because I can practice his presence with me right now. You can practice the presence of God. Don't shut him out. Don't shut him out of your life. Don't shut him out of your decision-making. But learn to recognize his voice where he speaks to you as you load the dishwasher. Learn, learn, to, learn to listen to him and, and obey him when he speaks to you unexpectedly when you come to a traffic light and, and, and you know God's talking to you. Pay attention. Live as though God is with you and he's in your life every day and in every circumstance you face. And then one of my favorite practices is to read and to pray the word of God. I mentioned a one-year Bible earlier. Many years ago, I, 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 I came to the conclusion that I wasn't reading the Bible as often as I should. Jim Simbala, who runs Brooklyn Tabernacle in, in, in New York, put out a book I was reading yesterday. He said, he said pre-COVID, all of our research showed us that about 13% of Christians were reading the Bible every day. Now we estimate it's 9% of Christians are reading the Bible every day. How often are you reading God's Word? How often are you opening his word? So if you don't have a plan, 
Go and get online. It's free. Say free. It's free. When you're Bible, you can read it chronologically you can, or you can read it with, with a mix. I, I like the mix. But every, every day, it, and, and what, what, whatever pattern you have, whatever plan you have, make it a plan every day. Have a purpose to get to let, God, let God's word speak to you. Open your heart to him. Invite him in. Let the Holy Spirit take the word of God and give you something new, something fresh, something dynamic, something that whether you're expecting it or not, it'll just pop out of the page. It'll pop out of the page because it'll be God's word for you. But you, that won't happen if you're, not, if you're not reading it. Read the word of God because that's what, the way he speaks to, to you. He gives us his word, his wisdom uh, and, and his directions for our day-to-day lives. And so he'll use that uh, as his voice to speak to us. And then, then what I like, I like to do is to, is to pray what I read. I read a verse and I pray that verse back to God. That's not rocket science. Anyone can do it. If I can do it, anyone can do it. But, but pray that verse back to God. And, and, and as you're doing that, you're making that personal. Right? You're, you're applying it to your own life. It's not just something, you know, skim through, maybe, you know, did I or didn't I catch something. As you read it and as you pray it, allow the Holy Spirit to incarnate his word in you. He'll take his word and he'll make it part of you, part of your experience for today. When you're least expecting it, and he will, uh, he will, uh, he, he will just allow it to to grow like yeast in your in your life, in your thinking, um, and, and he'll give you the insight. And, and and if you do that, I promise you, if you do that, it will revolutionise the way you approach life. If you don't read God's word every day, how do you expect him to speak to you? You know, all of these other barriers are going to keep on coming up. But take it and apply it. And I'm confident today. I'm confident that, uh, that even if you feel like you're in the desert, if you feel like you're like the children of Israel in the wilderness, you know, wondering you know, what on earth is going on, where on earth are we going, what's it all about, you know, does anyone really care? If you do these things, these very simple things that we all know about and pay lip service to, then, then, then God, the Holy Spirit, will use these simple steps to revolutionize your Christian life and make you a dynamic Christian and make you a strong man or woman of God. And when the Holy Spirit speaks to you, stop and ask, is this what God wants me to do? Pay attention. You know, don't just let it go over your head like, like, like the cockatoos. Uh, right? is, is this what God is saying to me? If, you know, write it down. You, I mean, some people like journals. I've never had a journal. Uh, but, but I do have a good memory uh, for some things. <laughs> um, uh, and, but, but, but pay attention and learn to really listen, really listen to what he's saying. Really pay attention to the voice of God. Perhaps some of us need to really listen to God for the first time. It's so easy to come to church every week, go to home group every week, Open the Bible if you're in that 9%. Pray if you're in about that 9%. Unless you've got a problem, then you pray 10%. Um, but in the midst of all of that, the same, the voice of God, he says the voice of God is thundering. The voice of God is heard by creation. The voice of God can be heard by you. 
So this is what Pastor David's been talking about. You know, how does God speak to his people? Just by the, the means that we've been talking about this morning. But when you do that, when you do that, you can have peace. You can have assurance. You can have security. Uh, you can have rest. As a Christian, you can learn to rest as a Christian, even if there are storms that are raging in your life. Even if there are problems that you're experiencing every day, you can still hear the voice of God. When the thunder is above your head, when, when you're dodging the bolts of lightning, when you're dodging people, when you're dodging difficult circumstances, when, when, when experiences that you go through or something somebody said just go round and round in your brain and really get you down, that's still where God can speak to you. He can get through all of that. Our first reaction should be, God, I want to hear from you. When was the last time you prayed that? God, I want to hear from you. Because remember, as the scripture says, and there's one of, a song that we sang some time ago, uh, the voice of God is above the storm. Do you believe that? Yeah, you can say, well, Alan, yeah, yeah, I know all that. Heard that. Yeah, been there, done that. Nothing new. But it's new if you haven't done it. It's new if you haven't done it for a while. It's new if we, all of us need to be reminded. It's new if you haven't heard God speaking to you today. It's new if you're saying, well, I don't know what God wants me to do with my life. Who am I going to marry? Where, where, you know, how, how should I work? How am I going to deal with this, this intractable problem at work? How am I going to get over this relationship that's causing me difficulties? In all of these situations, the voice of God can give you the wisdom and the understanding and the clarity that you need. Do you believe that? I want us to close our eyes just for a second, please.